good day and welcome to The Middle Podcast. Thank you for again tuning in to what will be the first of four weeks in the Advent season. My name is Jim Nelson and for the next eight minutes or so I'll be your host as we look into our scriptures together with the goal of bonding ourselves to the Word of God based on Pastor Drew's sermon this past week. I have been working weekends since the school year started, so once again I was tuned in online And it took only a short amount of time to get to what would be today's episode's topic. And that is the God's silent period between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Drew talked about this pretty early on in his sermon just by animating the flipping of one page, right? Just going from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And if I think back over my faith, this time period has never really grabbed any of my attention. I think the only time it really did was about seven years ago when our oldest son, Jake, was graduating from high school and he had received a Bible that included the Apocrypha in it. So now that creates the question, what is the Apocrypha? I'll just cover it very quickly because this won't be my focus today, but the Apocrypha are ancient Israelite writings that at one time were standard or canonized, you might hear, in what we would call the Christian Bible, but now are largely not canonized or not standard, especially in the Protestant denominations. Now, that's just a very basic explanation, but what is important in today's topic, along with some other historical writings, is that literary account of what was going on during those 400 years that would continue the thread from the Old Testament and into the New. And ultimately, what would we see after looking at this 400 years that were important events and happenings that would set the stage for Jesus' arrival. Because Galatians 4.4 says this, it's a great summary, but it says this, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law. But it's this fullness of time that I think is really interesting to our conversation today. So I'll try to simplify it a bit by putting it this way. At the point of time... When the Old Testament ends, and chronologically, that's Nehemiah's and Malachi's story. When those are closed out, the course of humankind is not yet ready, and maybe a better word, is not yet conditioned for God's ultimate move to save mankind from its own continued downward spiral. But somehow, during those silent 400 years, he would continue to be present, he would continue to work, And he put events and circumstances in place that would complete his effort through the old covenant and usher in the new. So what was going on that would kind of set up that advent? What would set up that arrival? Let's look into that for a few minutes because I think it answers some common questions we might have as we flip that figurative 400-year page. Now, I've gained a lot of insight through a couple of websites for this episode. One article from templemount.com, which gave a really good history of what was going on during that time period. And then Zondervan Academic through an article titled, What Happened Between the Old and New Testaments? With that said, let's get started. I'm excited. I'm really excited to look into this. So first off is the continued exile experience that the Israelites faced. As we can read toward the end of the Old Testament, the Persian Empire allowed some of the Israelites to return to their lands and rebuild their cities and begin to rebuild some sort of culture in the Promised Land or back in the Promised Land. And that sounds great, right? But the reality is those who returned with these big dreams stepped into just another phase of foreign occupation. And while they were at home, they still experienced 
oppression through the ex- these external threats and influences of the kingdoms around them. So the first experience would have come from what was left of Alexander the Great's worldwide empire. Just to summarize quickly, while one portion of this fractured empire was friendly towards the Israelites, the second was ruthless and violent. So their religious culture literally forced pagan worship of Greek goddesses and gods into the Israelites' day-to-day life. The Israelites did fight back at one point and beat back the Greeks to gain independence in what is historically called the Maccabean Revolt. But that was relatively short-lived, and the next empire soon moved in, and that leads us to what happened next. The Roman Empire took over. The Zondervan article puts it very bluntly. It just says, you can't read the New Testament without encountering Rome. If you do watch the Chosen series, and I've mentioned it before, you'll see that everything in an Israelite community was influenced through Rome and its culture, from its political to the social structure. Any type of Israelite pushback, riot, or revolt was dealt with brutally and completely to maintain that Roman influence. So let's talk about the religious structure under the Roman rule, because this is really interesting and relevant to the transition between old and new. While the culture of religious corruption in the leadership of Israelite worship was pretty consistent through the silent period, two primary groups emerged, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. This detail really caught my attention because I've never thought of what happened from a religious standpoint between the last of the prophets and the leadership of the Jewish religious system we just kind of step into, into the New Testament. It's remarkable, but obviously the shift didn't draw the masses genuinely closer to God. So how can we commonly classify these two primary religious splits? Well, simply, let's do this. The Pharisees were the hardcore group. They were literally interpreting the laws of the Israelite scriptures. They were not priests necessarily, but viewed themselves as experts at living according to the laws of God. So their influence directly pushed into the everyday lives of the average faithful Israelite, including their finances, their work life, their family life, and of course their religion. The Sadducees were more of a liberal sect of the religious life. They were greatly influenced by the influences found in the Greek culture, and additionally, they didn't believe in the supernatural aspects of God and his work and were politically connected to the oversight by the Roman Empire. Now these differences put these two groups at great odds with each other, serious, hated odds with each other. But go back to Galatians. When the perfect time came, they found a common enemy in the life and the teachings of Jesus Christ. And his new covenant would push back directly on both of these practices of worship in Israel. Thank you for listening, and I'm hopeful that you'll find this a help as we approach the arrival of Jesus. God bless. Thank you for listening to The Middle Podcast today. If you liked our conversation, please let others know and where they can find us. 